Our text begins with Paul offering his own life as an example for Timothy to follow. Timothy, like Paul, is himself to be an example for those who believe in Jesus Christ. In verses 13, the pattern here is spoken by Paul's desire for the need of sound teaching. So that that's the teaching of the gospel of Christ, that of faith and love in Jesus Christ. And Paul wants Timothy to pass it on to the next generations. Paul, aware of his looming execution, now commissions Timothy to do the garden as he is to do it with much care. Now, there's an important point here. Paul reminds Timothy that it's in the indwelling, in the indwelling of the Holy Spirit, which is going to be his enabler in guarding the faith. We see this point made also in Romans 8.1, where we read that it's the spirit that dwells in you. That spirit dwells in all followers of Jesus Christ. Yes, you and me and our loved ones too. So back to 2 Timothy 1. In verses 15, defection, betrayal and isolation is felt by Paul's own experiences. And Timothy is warned to expect the same as he adopts Paul's own mission for uh, model, sorry, for mission. There is a loneliness and an isolation for Paul. But in view of Revelation 2, chapter 2 and chapter 3, it does seem unlikely that all of Asia had turned away from their faith in Jesus. Yet we do read that two of the delegates that were sent to Paul in Rome to support him have turned back and have abandoned him. Yet, in contrast, we see in verses 16 and 18 of the kindness offered by one well, I can't say that word, one sophorus, who it seems that his entire household acted as a team in searching out Paul's location to offer him support. It would appear that Paul's whereabouts was not widely known, but their Christian service is rewarded in our text today by Paul praying that they should or will find mercy for the Lord for their acts of kindness towards him. So chapter two begins with a very personal note, my son. And Timothy's strength is to come from the grace that is in Jesus Christ. Here, the focus of that strength is grace. And for Paul, such strength is found in the faithful standing of putting on the full armour of God. A belt of truth buckled around their waists, a breastplate of righteousness, and their feet fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. But there's more. We are to take up the shield of faith to extinguish the flaming arrows of the evil one. And finally, we are to take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. Only then, brothers and sisters, can we stand strong against the devil's schemes, as mentioned in Ephesians 6.10. Verse, verses 1 of chapter 2 concludes with the grace that is in Christ Jesus. 
as Paul seeks to remind Timothy that it is Christ who embodies all of the gifts of the graces of his gospel. It's no individual who has it all. You see, being a Christian is very much a team effort. In the presence of many witnesses, we see Paul not only wants to pass on his church plant and model to Timothy, but to all the faithful people who will be competent to teach others also. And this includes you and me. Shared suffering, that is, shared with other believers and with Christ, dominates verses 3 to 7. Paul wants to be clear with Timothy. Expect when faithfully witnessing to the gospel of Christ, suffering. Hence his use of imagery of a soldier and the requirement of the single mindedness of the task for the task at hand. And Timothy is to do this with the determination of an athlete. And like a farmer, he is also to work hard so that all can share in the benefits. With reflection and hard thought, God will give Timothy the insight to understand all this. Verses 8 to 13 then go on to remind us that Timothy's focus should always be on the gospel of Jesus Christ. And Paul is keen that Timothy must keep on reminding himself this. He mustn't forget it. He must always go back to the gospel of Jesus Christ. He is not to get sidetracked because Jesus is the expected divinic Messiah. An important point that he keeps stressing here among the Jews who are listening to this new religion. And shame and honour are noted with Paul's commitment to Jesus Christ, as he is treated as a criminal in chains. For Paul, suffering though, is not just a consequence of the gospel, but it is a part of the gospel. And having been born a Jew himself, Paul is keen to stress that it was the God of Israel who has purchased salvation for all people and for all nations. Our text concludes, if we died with him, we will also live with him. If we endure, we will also reign with him. Paul sums it all up for us. We are buried with Christ through baptism into death in order that we may live a new life by standing strong in grace. So how do we stand strong in grace? I hear you say, unpack it, tell me, what do I do? What's the first step? Well, here's three suggestions. I think our text today reminds us that every disciple of Jesus needs to grow their gifts. We don't know what gifts Timothy had other than that he used to be a leader of a young church. He probably was wise at teaching and he probably was good at strategy, at offering direction, at getting things done. But we don't know anything more. And when Paul tells Timothy to stir up his gifts, he does so. And Timothy gets exactly what he needs. He gets power. 
he gets love and he gets self-discipline. Brothers and sisters, we are to stand strong in grace by using the many gifts so that we can grow a strong and grow a focused faith. When we are really using the gifts that God has given each of us, only then will we bring him the glory and not glory just to ourselves. So my question, my first question to you, what are the gifts that God has given you? Perhaps this week you could ask Jesus to remind you. And once you've worked that out, are you using these gifts to build faith in yourself, but also in those around you? I think the second way that we are to stand strong in faith is to grow our own faithfulness. Paul strongly encourages Timothy to pass on his teachings to other reliable people. When we stand strong in grace, we must suffer hardship and be single-minded like that soldier, showing no hesitation like an athlete and putting in the hard work like a farmer because our faith is so beautiful, so important, so liberating, it will make you completely human and on fire for God that we have to share it with other people. We are to teach and preach with care. We are not to get sidetracked, but we are to, st to stand strong in grace by giving our faith to Jesus each day. We are to allow the gospel to transform the whole of our lives because we are to step out and be the church without walls. So this week, how do you show the love of Jesus in your workplace? Perhaps in your university, perhaps on your many, many Zoom meetings. And what tools have you developed to help maintain your faith? And thirdly, I think we are to stand strong in grace by growing in our own endurance. Paul was in chains when he wrote to Timothy, yet he felt no disgrace. He endured it because he had met with Jesus Christ and it had completely changed his life. Paul knew that if he endured for Christ, he would also reign with him. Suffering for God is not for Paul, a failure, but an opportunity to see the power of God at work. And Timothy is to learn that in the end, it is only the hope of Christ that can make any sense of our suffering. Christianity is not a sanitised religion in any way. It has never sought to erase violence, death, destruction, sin and human brokenness from its narrative. But the key difference is this. Darkness and despair are never the end of the story. They are a comma rather than a full stop. We are to stand strong in grace by learning the habits that allow us to endure whatever comes our way as best we can. That said, we mustn't forget that even this great apostle Paul felt alone at times, and even he sought the company of friends 
and fellowship. So this week, how do you stay close to God when you are suffering? When you witness those that you love around you suffering? And when you feel lonely and stressed, how do you endure? Who can you turn for support this week? I think our text today reminds us that we are to stand strong in grace by building habits that grow us in our gifts, in our faithfulness and in our endurance. Amen.